you see what I just said on Mastodon by any chance? Probably not. The, uh, the reporting the person about the preparing the way episode. Oh, how sweet is that? I was well because I said my re- yeah replying to that person about my Sinology. Mm-hmm. No, don't do that. Um, you can't. I can't. <laughs> can't do what I need to do to get tech support, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. good at this stuff. I swear. <laughs> I feel like such an idiot. I feel like you should such t- an take. Idiot. Where is, is your Sinology at the office? Yeah. Take it. Carry it back to your house. Stick it on that network and see if it's happier to get for the purposes of getting tech support. You know what well, I mean? Well, is this the show or not? I don't know. It's up to this you. Could, let, let this be the show. Just a little bit. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the John Show. Um, here's the thing. Um, and I, I hope you will. I want you to be nice to me about this because I think I'm doing the right thing. You know, I'm the sort of person that used to just, you, you know, my PHP development style was just like keep reloading the page until it doesn't have an error. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You know, like just like my style has always been, as you would say, probably, ta- what would that be? Top down, right? I just want to mm-hmm. get this thing working. Um, but it's like, there's, it's it's so maddening that like this thing was fine. It was all okay. And then the way it happened was the control panel said, hey, I can't do the, this update because there's, you have, I think it says specifically something like insufficient space or something like that. Now, here's the thing. With the kind of personality I have historically had and that I am assertively trying to combat as I get older, uh, like, I've screwed myself up so bad just, you know, the equivalent of, like, pulling out wires until it stops making a noise. You know what I mean? Like, it, it would be so easy for me to follow my hunches and just start tearing stuff down. My hunch is it's something network-related. So despite the stuff I've already done which includes like deleting my, my VM for home assistant. Cause like, I'm pretty sure that 36 terabytes is for, you know, the shared, what's it called? The shared drive stuff, you know, like the folders, but something about the system partition in particular. But so what am I going to do? Well, I mean, one thing I could do is just start ripping out wires, but I don't want to do that. If it turns out that it just wasn't getting the NTP time, right which is apparently still an issue if something went wrong with the network. You know what I mean? Like you're, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there, there is a, a possibility and I went and looked and it, it actually was not the correct time and it couldn't get to the NTP. So then my thought is I'll go delete custom DNS. I took out the one, 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 one and just said, do it. And I, it wouldn't save it. That is what, this is amongst numerous indications that something is, I think one thing I read somewhere was that some, forgive my not understanding this, some databases go read-only once it gets too full. Um, And then my next thought is, okay, I've got four uh, Ethernets in the back that I've put into one. I don't know why I'm so dumb now. What's it called when you got the junction of four to make into one, to have it go faster? A, uh, uh, they call it a link. A network interface, I've got a bond, right? So I've got an IP that's associated with those four as it treats it like one, right? Which supposedly makes it work better. I figure I get rid of the DNS. I'm I'm not sure, just as an aside, I'm not sure that's buying you anything in your current scenario. I wouldn't either, except that, of course, John, the bane of your existence, communities, sites, reddits, Synology, uh, and people were saying, well, you know, if I, I changed it from this port to that port and like, then it worked fine. 
Because I think it is something network-related because I haven't been able to get to it. Turning off SMB for some reason let me do some stuff that I couldn't do before. I'll figure it out. It's not. It's nothing. I'm not running a business off of it. But it's... Uh, <laughs> I just, I just, I feel so stupid about it. <laughs> and like, they're being very patient and nice. And could you please download these logs, these dot that file and upload that. And here's the thing I can't say to those people is I've read a bunch of places that this is a pretty common thing where you guys can, you know, remote in. And yes, guys, it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to let them remote in. I'm going to, it's okay. It'll be fine. Um, and it's got an, like a key, like a support key to get in, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, whatever. Um, I have a feeling it's, it's going to be something ridiculously simple, but the thing I've read like four different places is, yeah, you got to call them. This happens a lot with a lot of things in my life. You got to just call them because they have a secret incantation, like a secret command. Like, don't just start RMRFing everything. Like I, I, at the point when I, um, SSH'd in, got root and started was saying having to do dh right like dh to find like what the allocation of these folders is that's where i was like you know me like hey there's a reason i have a synology and not a an eight thousand dollar toaster like as soon as i'm using the terminal with my synology i personally feel like i'm not using it right it's not that i'll never use it i've used it for tons of stuff with especially with home assistant but I just, I feel so dumb. And I, and I, I really am trying not to be that guy who's like, I'm Merlin Mann from the internet. Like I, I'm, I'm doing a lot of stuff with computers right now. Why is this such a problem for me? I don't know. It's frustrating. So you're saying the support people can't get into your computer, that, uh, the synology that's been the problem. So the directions, so I'm doing this all through their, uh, you know, account, that synology, synology. That, that can't be right. Right. I've never no, heard anyone say Synology. It. it seems to sound Greek. <sighs> you go in and basically you enable that remote thing. You can create a new admin account with a new password, right? And you can give it a, a blah de blah name. Um, and so you, you create a new ad- admin user, because I had mine de- you know, deactivated anyway. Uh, create a new one, give it a password. When you click enable this remote support access, it gives you a a long key. And then you go enter that all into the form. And that supposedly lets them come in and do it. And then, of course, it didn't work. So that's when I got this list of like, here's nine things it could be. (laughs) So like, just keep trying all these things. Like, it seemed to work. I even went to a different browser to log in as that new admin user. I went to Chrome, of all things, and it worked. So it's just, it's, I just feel dumb. And it takes just enough time to be a little bit frustrating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You get this thing because it really does run like a top. Um, and I, I, I love, I have three Synologies. I love them. And uh, I like that they're managed, for lack of a better word. Like, I don't want to make my own ketchup. But I, I'll figure it out. It's, <laughs> it's just funny what listener Ian said. So um, what we're talking about here is on Mastodon, listener Ian was saying um, that he, he, <laughs> he listened to and enjoyed uh, John, the John's refrigerator episode. And so thank you, listener Ian. Thank you for listening to that. And we were, he were just talking about like, you know, what it's like, kind of what it's like to be like us. <laughs> and I did, it was so funny. Cause like I woke up, I, I did a bunch of that work around that work, you know, but like, I, I want to go test it all and make sure it all works first. I'm not just going to hit a button and hope it works. I'm going to test out what I imagine. I'm all the things they ask me to do, make sure it works. I sent it to him. 
I, I took like a 20 minute nap. And when I woke up, I'd gotten a reply that they couldn't get in because it could be one of these nine things. So I'll, I'll work it out, but it's just silly. Is this just one? You said you got three synologies. Is this yeah. like your newest one, your oldest one, the one in the middle, the main one? Like which one is having problems? It, it is the newest one. And it's got the most, see, I'm, I'm, you notice I'm, I'm kind of avoiding the whole, like, what's wrong? I've got 36 terabytes of space. Well, I don't think that's the problem. The problem is not like how much space on hard drives exists. There's something has gone. It could be like a log, like a, some kind of a crazy log file. So their suggestions include stuff like get rid of your wallpaper because big wallpapers can cause a problem. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, okay. And I want to get the NTP thing. And of course, every single time then I do a reboot, I got to go through the logging back in and all that stuff. But uh, it's just, yeah, that's where I am. And you held you hold yours? Oh, sorry, you were going to say. So mine's a, I think it's a, is it a 16, 18. This one is a, and a good rule of thumb, folks, the way their name is pretty clever. DS, right? Disk station. What is it then? Uh, so it's an 1821 plus. 21 stands for the year it was released. Uh, 18 uh, stands for the voting age. And the plus means it has more Celerons, I think. Yeah, mine's from uh, 2013, so it's 10 years old now. Still humming along down there. Are they ever going to top you off? What's, what's happening? You guys, you guys need new ones. You know, you know Casey loves his Synology. He got, he got a new one. I, I'm, I'll get a new one eventually, but like, I, I don't know. feel the I need know. to buy a new one until this one actually breaks. So I'll let you know when that happens. Do you use back, Black Blaze? What do you do? You do the C two, or what do you what do you do for like? Yeah, hey, I do B two. B two, sorry, back yeah. it up to B two, mm-hmm. which is uh, yeah. C two is the Synology one, and B two is the the Backblaze one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, hi everybody, and welcome to this uh, season of Thanks. Uh, John John Syracuse is the other fella. I'm Merlin Mann, and you're listening to a podcast. So thank you for that. We have only the lightest of outlines because we're a real podcast. You understand? We don't have chapter markers. Where, where, where are we going to put a chapter marker? I can't that, wait till you come around on that. Well, voir dire me. No, all, all I'm saying is I can't wait until you come around on that. Because I think you, if you, you follow the, the MPU, uh, which you needn't do, but what, I, what I've said is, here's the problem. I love chapter markers. I like it on your show. I like it on like Mac Power users. Anything where there is, like there are breaks between this thing and that thing. Okay, but here's here's the here's the there's, a, there's another big second part to that. Which I love your program. I pay for your program. You've seen how many shirts of your program I own. But sometimes I will skip stuff. Why? Because there's chapter markers. So bad on me. But here's the thing. I am arrogant enough to believe that people are here because they like the bits. And you're not going to get a bit from minute eighty if you weren't if you if you weren't there for minute ten. And like, I, I think it's, I think it's weird and dishonest to, to, it's an attractive nuisance to encourage people to skip around for the quote unquote topic. What? You can get, you can get these topics anywhere. There just aren't enough tech podcasts for you. Is that your concern? I hope you're here for John and Merlin and you sit there like a gentleman or gentle day and you listen to the whole program in order. Now you. You're done telling people, listening to people tell you how to watch a program, but you're not done telling other people how to listen to your podcast. All I'm saying is we don't eventually lock, we don't lock the scrubber. We don't we don't lock the scrubber. If you're using Overcast, <laughs> you can skip forward. That that's all fine. But honestly, if there are chapter markers, the implication is you you might look at that as somebody you look at the like 
I don't know. We're both, we both have enjoyed books at times in our life. I always look at the table of contents. Always look at the index. Is there a glossary? There are many things that will let you know, <laughs> even if your books have all been thrown into boxes like Casey's dad's records, you, you have a way of being able to like vet a book, but you, if it's a book, you know, you're going to read it all the way through, right? Unless it's like an O'Reilly book where you just need to go to a certain section for reference. The chapters serve to tell you where to go for this thing. But on a podcast, I think it kind of implies, hey, have fun. Just listen to this at triple speed. People can do whatever they want with it. I'm not criticizing people who want, want it different ways. You're just not going to help them. I'm not going to encourage you to gobble this down in a way that makes it all about 3X topics. Because that's, if you want to do that, I can't stop you. But it's, it's, that's sickening to me. All I right. can't. I can't. What do you? What do you? What speed do you listen at? Uh, one, the normal speed, <laughs> the regular well, speed. Is that an insane question, John? I meet people all the time who listen to everything at at least two. I think Alex listens at like triple speed, which yeah. is why I think one of the numerous reasons no, they don't you remember can't, anything. You can't listen at triple speed. That's not. Possible. Well, here's the thing. Have you ever watched somebody use a screen reader? Yeah, it's absolutely mind-boggling. Back in the day, in the Eric Meyer, Eric Meyer. I always say the wrong name, Myers. My, Eric, you know, hi, Eric. Um, Eric had the best hand of Uno I've ever seen a couple of weeks ago. Even my kid was impressed. My kid carries Uno cards, but that's his problem. But Eric, Eric, uh, he's talk, and, and with Zeldman, he's talking about Jaws readers, right? The thing where like, if, if you have the right kind of orange book code that validates and you have semantic markup, people who use screen readers will be able to listen to listen to what you're doing because it's organized in like a sensible way. And it's not just going to be some big spaghetti of font face equals being read out loud. But like the folks who use screen readers, man, they listen stuff. It goes so fast. It's to my ear unintelligible, but it, it works in, for that purpose. But the phrase I used in a really mean way that I happen to agree is I think a lot of people feel like they don't have time to enjoy the things they want to enjoy. And I just, I just don't want to make it seem like this is just this disposable thing. I listened to, I listened to a three-hour podcast yesterday. I listened to some long ass. I listened to three podcasts over over an hour yesterday because I found this new podcast. Five hundred was it? Five hundred songs that explain the history of rock and roll. But anyway, that's mine. Now, do do you want chapter markers on this show? I thought it was cool when you used that AI thing to, uh, quote unquote, AI uh, thing to pull it like it made like basically a chapter. Marker yeah, Descript. What, what was... happens is Descript, just so listeners know, um, Descript, which is an app that uh, it's now be- becoming a really annoying video editing app. But it's what I use for Roderick on the Line. It's how I make show notes for every show. I drop in the two sides of a conversation. It transcribes it with names. And then that enables me to find stuff like other places where I said link, other places where I said video, article show notes um but it has this new thing whether it's AI or not is not my concern but it has ai where like it'll run through your files and you can give it prompts to say like please like you know add chapter markers and it will do its best to like suss out where the chapters are which i would never use as is but great for me but if you like this show this episode there'd be like three there'd be front matter and futzing around uh, my night topic and then main topic. How would you do it? 
I don't know. I mean, when when the uh, the AI thing did it, it was more like it just kind of picked out themes from the conversation and didn't really have any. It didn't have any uh, basis in the structure of the show as it appears in our notes. And, and, and again, when I export that, that makes it so easy not only to read all that, which is like what's going to help me write something, but like yeah, then I can just I can fly through to jump to the next thing that it's slightly misunderstood. Yeah, most of people just want to know the dividing line between the regular show and the members only after show. Why don't we do so it for can... this one? We'll do it for this one. See if you like it. Would you like that? Yeah, I mean, this one doesn't have the members only after show, but uh, because we did that last episode. But that's mostly what people want if they want to go back and say, "Oh, I just bought a membership and I want to hear the members only parts that I missed." They have to go to back to past episodes and scrub around till they find it. Haven't you on more one more than one occasion? One of the three of you on ATP said you've had people who you consider like pretty ardent listeners. Who didn't know that anything happened after the song yeah i mean i don't i don't it, it's just surprising every time it happens i don't think it's a, a large number of people but it's it's definitely a thing yeah the only thing i do that's kind of like that is for some things that i listen to a lot a lot like that always start the same way like i'll i'll say uh you know blank check starts at like second 30 i love that song but like it helps me get to the stuff faster and things like back to work there's a two minute song at the end you could just like skip that you know that's the know. one that I listened to with the the uh, decoder on the verge. Um, yeah, has a the the host of the show does like a, a paragraph and a half summary, like obviously recorded after the show has been recorded. Then he yeah. comes back and records right. the summary. Podcasts and says, do that at the top. They'll t- they, you can tell yeah. they've already recorded it. Yeah, yeah, and they, and, and they basically say you know I you know, this is an interview show. It says I talked to Joe Schmo about his childhood, his first days at Acme Corporation and what he sees about the future uh, for AI, blah, 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 right? Yeah. Like they summarize the whole conversation and I'm like, I guess it like entices you to listen to the rest so you know what's coming, but I always I skip it because I don't want to know what you're going to talk about. I think about. really simple people love and kind of need that. I think there are people who love to read the description of an episode, not to know if this is the one where Michael puts his foot into the George Foreman grill, but because they want to know what the plot of the show is. Yeah. I mean, like for an interview, I don't want to know ahead of time what the interviewer is going to ask the interviewee. That's what it's so common. You're not so smart. I'm I'm not complaining per se, but like you're not so smart does that. Ezra Klein so does that. Ezra Klein, who kind of gets on my nerves a little bit, but he has great guests. He'll, you know, we really got into it about his blah blah. No, I guess I'm doing my Ira Glass voice, right? I don't know. Well, how, uh, so, so we could we could do that. Why don't we'll do we'll do chapter markers for this one? What if people want chapter markers? Should they email you? The German, you know, who loves chapter markers is Germans. It's true. Yeah. No, I think people just want the dividing line to, for, uh, between the regular and the and the after show to start. I am game for trying that retroactively for all the episodes we've ever recorded with an after show. We'll fix it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got our show notes back. It's a start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, yeah, we can do that. And they can, let's do it real fast and get onto their other content. <laughs> this episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash diffs. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and for growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, your services, even the very content that you create. Squarespace has got everything you need all in one place. Uh, for one thing, you can make, uh, make the most out of Fluid Engine. Fluid Engine, Squarespace's next-generation website design system to unlock your creativity more 
easily than ever before. That's a, you know, you start with a best in class website template and you customize every design detail with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop and mobile. Stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine. I like the sound of that. Yeah, you, you can sell your products in an online store, wh- whether you sell physical or digital products. Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Uh, your customers get flexible payment options. Uh, how about this? Make checkout seamless for your customers. You get simple but powerful payment tools. Accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. And you can offer your customers the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. I'm a big fan of Squarespace. Uh, they host the Roderick on the Line website. And, and I, I, they get my official okie dokie. So do me a favor. Go to squarespace.com slash diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. It's going to get you a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, you go to squarespace.com slash diffs and use that offer code diffs for 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com slash diffs, offer code diffs. And when you decide to sign up, you get 10% off your first purchase of a website domain. Nothing wrong with that. Show your support for John Syracuse and get yourself some Squarespace. D-I-F-F-S. A thanks to Squarespace for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of Relay FM. You okay? Are you blue? I'm just putting some things in the notes here. Just... Are you? Oh, no, I wasn't in the document. Are you blue right now? Would you tell me if you were blue? I keep hearing the the what do you call it? the song with the Budaba D whatever you know that one. Uh, da, da, dee, da, da, da. that '90s song. Yeah, I'll find it in a second. Are you talking about that song that was popular? The '90s was a great time for novelty songs. You're talking about that da, da, dee, da, 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 that one? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. What what's blue got to do with that? I think of that Jayhawk song blue, or I think of the Joni Mitchell album blue, or I think uh-huh. about that the the Lucy Dacus song on uh, the Boy Genius. That's a, speaking of pronunciation, which of course we always are. Uh, in, th- in this <laughs> household, <laughs> in in this household, we've always been saying Lucy Dacus, and I used to make fun of it because it sounds like you're saying Lucy Dacus, which would be like Jason Sudeikis's like brother or something, Lucy Dacus. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, interesting. Have you verified that? No. Oh, I've not. I've always I'm just heard saying Lucy that's what we say in this household. I have never heard anyone else pronounce this name besides you. That's interesting. Um, there was a guy involved in the Trump White House whose name was Pat Cipollone, and this became mm-hmm. a bit for a while. I don't. I very much do not laugh at bits like this because I generally don't think it's funny. But people heard his name so many times, it sounded like they were saying Patsy Bologna. Mm-hmm. And that's funny. I mean, it's making fun of people's names isn't nice, but that happens. Do you know about the last name D A V? Speaking of the Brits, last name D A V I E S. Who's the showrunner that just came back for Doctor Who? What is what is Russell, the show? Russell T Davies. Yeah, right. In England, they pronounce that Davis. Did you know that? That seems reasonable. I don't. I don't know why we pronounce it the other way. Either one seems reasonable. It seems like a reasonable pronunciation. I, 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 just I mean, like I've had a really good friend named Gwen Davies. And I always pronounce it Davies, but like Greg, the tall guy who the host of the, the titular Taskmaster, his name's Greg Davis, but it looks like Greg Davies. Write in, call in, let us <laughs> I mean, know. I, ima- I imagine people can have the same, have a last name that is spelled identically to each other, but choose different pronunciation. That happens all the time, right? Yeah. All I know, I, I really, I really hate Seamus from, from Harry Potter. You know, I watched a bunch of course over Thanksgiving. Mm. <sighs> That kid bugs me. He's always the first one to turn on Harry, and then he's one of the first ones to like flip and kiss his ass. Drives me crazy. Hate that creep. Bold, brave stand on Seamus. 
I don't I I don't I don't care for him. And then I think they they retconned uh, Draco's Drugs. Only one of the Drugs is there. And they 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 changed him. You know, you got Cho Chang. Anyway, um, I had a question for you. Oh, sorry. First, we have to promote something, don't we? We do. Is there a chapter marker here? There could be. How about I make a sound for that so people would know? I don't have a guitar here, so I'll just go. You already got enough sounds. (laughs) No, that's not great. That's your spit take sound. Well, we're talking about Danny Thomas. Hang on. Oh, man. Um, Hey, honey, where's my golf clubs? Oh, I don't don't know the next line to make you do the spit take. (laughs) Golf clubs. Uh, I have... (laughs) I have become uniquely bad at that. There's a special going on. You can feel it. It's the it's the time of the season for 20% off. You go to giverelay.com and get 20%. That's so many percent. That's almost a fifth. You know, I had a teacher in, in 11th grade who said, uh, talk about the, the Native Americans and the, and the colonialists uh, having a pack. And he said, out of that, they would get... Um, uh, a two-fifths or 40%, whichever was more, is a thing that he said. So that was that's a kind of American history. You know, that's, that's that Howard Zinn kind of history. They don't teach you in books. But you go to GiveReally.com, you get 20% off an annual membership. And John, if you do that, what, what do you get with that? You get all the stuff that you get with a Relay membership, which means yeah, you can but hear like, the special. Yeah, but a new listener who's, who's like feeling like a little like they got a whole money burning a hole in their pocket. What, what do they get? I know they get wallpaper. What else do they get? Yeah, you get to hear the member special episodes for all the Relay podcasts, uh, including this one, obviously. Uh, and uh, for this podcast, what you if you uh, I think you have to put your membership towards this podcast. I'm not sure if you have to do that or if you just get it. If you do, you I should really give one sure. just for fun. I had an idea. This I had this. This was the original bit I was talking about last recording. It'd be funny to just start giving these to people in like an aggressive way. Oh, giving people the memberships. Like kind of like an ugly, ugly Christmas sweater where they feel like, oh, I guess I'll go. Oh, they'll listen to them talk about their desk. Huh. People yeah, love podcasts, yeah. you know, especially the ones with chapter markers. But you go in the, every other every other episode, you get uh, bonus stuff here where we talk for sometimes as long as occasionally probably longer. Last one was a really good one. People were excited about how long the last one was, which makes me happy because they were driving around and stuff. A couple of people said. You get because we do bonus stuff every other episode. What we talked about last time, the movie Contact with uh, Jodie mm-hmm. Foster. Uh, you've uh, you've asked me about my three D printer. What other kind of things do we talk about? All sorts, and this is why people want a chapter marker because they want. If you sign up for membership, you get access to the entire back catalog of all, all of every, every other you can episode. Start completely where we have over. Content. Yes, and then you can go back and you can listen to those things based on. We do have show notes for all of them. So even though if we don't have a chapter marker, we do say in the after show, we talk about blah, 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 right? Yeah. So you can yeah. find the episode that you're interested in or whatever topic we talk about at the end. And by the way, the 20% off, it's 20% off the already discounted price. So like the annual price is not 12 times the monthly price. The annual price is like 10 times the monthly price. And then the 20% off is on top of that. On so top the monthly of price, that? Yeah. How are so we the monthly making price any money from this, John? That's so little money. Yeah, I think the monthly price is $5 and the regular annual price is 50. So Whoa. that's like, you know, 10 Which times. Which is already the not price. that much money for the value. And then 20% off of that is 40. So if, if you're going to get an annual relay X, membership. Think about how much how much you could enjoy this. Yeah, that's it's a lot, the, you know, by Grabthar's hammer. By, by Grabthar's hammer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've never seen savings like this. Um, you get 20% off if you go to uh, giverelay.com. And that is, according to the copy in front of me, 
Uh, you can do that up until, I believe, December 15th. And you want to click on the icon that says Reconcilable Differences because oh, that's did you the test show you're it? listening to. Oh, oh, okay. Are there any that you kind of wish people wouldn't give to in particular? All the other ones, just in general? Yeah, no. I agree. I totally agree. They're fine. I mean, some of them, I, I have friends that have done podcasts there, but... They don't have they don't have hour and a half long after shows every other episode on those things. Well, and like, this is all real, man. It's not like Mike and Gray handing a file back and forth for a week. This is real. Whatever's in the show is in the show. You listen mm-hmm. to it at 1x. You start at the beginning, you listen to the end. And it's it's a really good show. Yeah, I if think you're going to listen to a show at not 1x, maybe it's like a three-hour uh, episode of Cortex. You might want to go higher than 1x for that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so thank you, everybody. Who is just, just I'm so glad y'all are here. Yeah, sale ends December 15th. So if you listen to this episode cool. at a reasonable amount of time after it's released, there should still be time. GiveRelay.com. Rated R. I bought tickets for the flop house. Went on sale. Oh, lucky you. Yeah, must be nice living in the West Coast where the floppers are. But I have, a, I have a message out to Max Fund because I had already bought them, which is fine. I mean, I'm happy to support them, but pretty sure it's a comedy club that's 18 plus, which would really scotch my deal. Why? You're over 18. You can go. Junior's not. They don't know that. Oh. But, you know, I think it's a bar kind of place. Mm, I'll find out. I mean, as long as he doesn't try to get any drinks at the bar. Oh, he's not interested in that at all. I I don't know. I mean, like, you know, you know how it is. If you're dealing with a bouncer sort of person, understandably, it's their job to make sure there's no minors here. But, like, I'm hoping maybe I can, you know, do a little side door with uh, Dank, Dank McCoy. We'll see. Yeah. I did buy tickets. I bought us tickets. Do you I had a weird... have your uh, your boy in the heron tickets yet? Do you aware of the no, existence of the thing I, that I just I said? haven't, but I heard I hear very good things. I'm avoiding everything, but do you did you yeah. did you get tickets? I did. I got tickets. Let me see when they They're have pretty easy to get because most people don't care about this movie, but you can buy them now in most That's places. fine with me. It doesn't hurt me. Alamo Draft House, San Francisco. I will do that right now, as long as it's not 18 plus. I don't think so. Make sure you pick, well, I was going to say make sure you pick the right one, but I don't know which one is the right one. But anyway, be aware that there will be some of them that are in English and some of them. <gasps> oh my God, poor things. This is going to finally come here December 7th. Why don't you just let me buy this movie, please? Just let me buy it. Oh, City of Lost Children. That's a good movie. Oh, Little Women. That's a good movie too. Oh, Yeah. Is that the Florence Pugh one? Yeah. Stay on target. It's got Saoirse, 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 Saltburn. I want to see that too. Yeah, I want to see a lot of these. I'm on target. Ugh. Fine. Go ahead. Whatever. Just reminding you. And You're yeah, not, you, you, you know. You should consult with your family to see who else wants to go see that with you. Maybe you should get chapter markers for me. Mm-hmm. You could say, hey, Siri, what did he just say? And stuff like that. Or Do you think anyone minutes. will accompany you to this movie or will you be on your own? For Miyazaki? Oh, everybody will go to that. Everybody. Well, yeah. I mean, mom's not made of stone. She does a really good impersonation of Sasuke and May's mom. Mm-hmm. But it goes something. English, it goes, some, it goes something like this: I'm going to get better. <laughs> also, I bought. Uh, I bought. Uh, 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 was it maize? Maize corn? Not Sasuke's corn. Maize corn. I bought a maize corn. Sasuke's corn. Is it Sasuke's corn or maize corn? Whose corn is it? May. I got maize corn on a keychain at a Barnes and Noble this weekend. What are you mm-hmm. going to do with that? I'll put it with my keychain collection. All right. Yeah, the actual keychain that I've got is is very is very modest. The biggest thing on it, of course, is the AirTag. 
But um, yeah, I, I like I like keychains. I like I think keychains are a fun. How can I put this? So like with my kid, I think I told you I might have told you I don't remember, but my kid buys coffee cups. Like my kid likes to buy weird coffee cups at thrift stores. So like his favorite coffee cup, of course, is uh, the Beth's expert in a dying field. Coffee What's cup. A, a coffee cup? Do you mean a mug or do you mean like a Starbucks cup with like a tall cup with a little sippy thing at the top? I guess I mean a coffee mug. Okay. That was really confusing for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it a, was. A cup and a mug. You know, coffee cup. Anyway. Pushing on a mug. You're buying mugs with ceramic mugs with handles. You're a mug. You're a little bit of a mug right now. Mug you're, you're, you're getting mugged off? That's so muggy. This is Isn't all it? my UK slang where I learned Isn't about it? who you're such a mug. Oh, and tell tell, tell, our, tell our listeners. What's your new one? Your new favorite one? What was it? You wish you kind of, you very kindly. Thank you so much. Wish me happy birthday. And then I, I, I said something to you and I used an in it. And, and what was what was the one you just heard on your dating show? Heard multiple times now, not just once. I tried you to screenshot a, it. But you got a new one where it's especially yeah. inscrutable. Yeah, I tried to screenshot it a couple of times. So, of course, the screen is just black. But uh, yeah, but you can see the subtitles, which is nice. But they actually, so, what I'm actually said isn't it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, are, we are used to the phrase in it and using using that in a place where the expansion of that phrase uh, isn't it would be grammatically incorrect. And then this some I think it's the same person or maybe two different people on the show. They're expanding it. They're not saying in it. They're saying isn't it clearly enunciated, separated. Not I stand by it. my belief that that is the UK version of us going right. Right. But it doesn't matter. So I'll give you I'll give you an example. Okay. Here is here is straight from the subtitles. And this is not that they subtitled wrong. This person said, isn't it? The sentence is the problem is it's accurate. Yeah. The sentence is just let her do her thing. Isn't it? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I do not do not accept. I will accept in it. Just let her do her thing in it. Right. Yeah. Fine. I'm on yeah. board with that. It's a it's a little it's a little thing you have. But just let her do her thing. Isn't it? Is not. Mm. That's I can, not see, English, I can see why you're frustrated. No, Oasis it's, had that album. Isn't anything. Oasis like or what, Blur. Yeah. What's next? It, I don't know. Is not it? Are they going to say is not it? That's what's going to happen next. Just let her do her thing. Is not it? Is it not it? Oh, it's like the reverse of Strunk and White. Like Strunk and White say, and I think they were very prescient about this, words that become, like words that we now think of as one word often started as two words. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, goodbye. steam train, email, email, goodbye. I guess it's a portmanteau maybe. But, yeah, that like it starts out, but there's a pretty common pattern to it. Like, and this is true with email. First, it's electronic mail. At some point, it becomes e space mail, and then at some other point later on, it usually becomes e mail in one in one word. Mm-hmm. But they're you saying they're doing the opposite? They're lengthening. Yeah, no, they're they, they, they like a shrunk, producer they with the headphones it, drawing they, drawing out. You know, they, they shrunk in it, isn't it down to in it? And then in it became its own little thing. It was just a noise that you made to ask, to convey to the other person that you're asking for confirmation that they agree with you. Mm -hmm. And now it's it's just let her do her thing, isn't it? (laughs) We could do like the flappy face Nick Nolte character in Mandalorian. Just say, I have spoken. (laughs) You know, I'd love to hear from you. I've been watching a lot of Doctor Who, not just the first of the three specials, but we've, of course. Anyway, did, did you see Billy's review of Day of the Doctor? Day of the Doctor, the old, like the really old Day of the Doctor one that you love so much. Yeah, go go look go look it up. I don't send you these things, but it's really sweet. I'm sure Um, I've heard you talk about it before. Let's see. Well, it's you know, it's uh, this is uh, I've been having a moment with this kid, but it's so sweet. But uh, you know, I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to hear some more. uh, Think of Donna Noble. You think of you think of Eleven, Eleventh Doctor. You think of uh, Amelia Pond. I'd like to hear you start saying, "Oi!" Would you think you might want to do that? When you want somebody's attention or you want to straighten somebody out like with your kids or Daisy with Daisy, you say, oi, 
this ain't this ain't the peach farm in it or whatever i see billy's review what am i supposed to be taking from this review uh, what i'm mainly what i'm taking from it is lots of lowercase eyes and tell tv is not capitalized so your 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 kids type in the correct case all the time no here's the thing Ca- this there are capitals at the beginning of sentences I, but inside of the my, eyes my are son lowercase. is a secret german i think he's a secret german no, because then like the nouns would be capitalized, right? Yeah, 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 right. But no, but these this is just the sentences straight have capital letters at the beginning. But then so inside this, this the makes it even harder capital- for you to accept. In addition to the great inflation of my kid having A pluses in all but one class where the kid has an A. So first of all, how could there be a grade that's an A plus? There's that. But also then that also reflects the kind of heinous grade inflation that a child this simple minded w- would be able to have uh, two or three AP classes. Yeah, no, I feel like it's just, if you're going to do the all lowercase thing, just do the all lowercase thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is just autocorrect, messing with the vibe, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The vibe. Yeah, Sam Altman does that, too. He was on a podcast, and then things changed. Yeah, I was just mentioning that in uh, uh, the other day, that uh, the grade inflation has made uh, standardized testing as terribly biased and flawed as it is. The only way to separate yourself from the other straight-A students that are in your school, you know what I mean? Because if Mm -hmm. everyone's getting A's, then how are you any different than the person sitting next to you? Right. What kind of, um, what, what would you like to see in terms of, what results would you trust to show that my kid is worthwhile? Are there things apart from my ardor, the fact that I just shared a nice thing with you? That, what I, what I'm asking what I'm supposed to be getting from this review, that, that Billy loves the day of the doctor. Do is you read Billy's reviews? He's a, real, he's a real piece of crap about most things. And he's really, he, he makes fun of things. I think he's a funny writer. These are some pretty high ratings here. I don't know. I see a lot of, oh, he, of great he checks inflation. your ratings on everything. What did we just watch? The School for Good and Evil, two stars. That's, oh, that that's is harsh. bad. That because he he loved those books. He adored. Oh, that's the why books. it's a it's yeah, a, uh, and it's not good. I mean, it really looks like basic cable. It looks like you know what it looks like. Um, whatever is it? Disney Channel is that the one that had uh, Jesse and Dog with a blog? It looks like a or Descendants obviously would be the clear precedent. <laughs> but you know, come on, guys. Yeah, no, and then I on. see the three and a half star for Labyrinth, which is just like ageism. Terrible. That's all I have to say about that ageism. I I would feel bad giving that movie two stars. Terrible movie. I mean, points for effort, but what a bad movie. Let's see what yeah. I review. <laughs> You're really off on your own with your with your hot takes on Contact and now Labyrinth. Really? You, just oh yeah. Well, you know, carving what I'm out nostalgia pick. A little island for yourself. Uh-huh. Uh, Another nostalgia pick for you. This is the red nipple. I'm not going to accept that. a 1997 movie as a nostalgia pick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll no, give you but you like there. it. You like it now because you liked it then. Fargo, five stars. Duh. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, four and a half. That's a terrific movie. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's, a lot, there's, a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of fours and five. Baz that's Lerman's the, that's Romeo. the bit. That's the bit. Baz, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, five stars. Okay. Nope, sorry. Okay. Okay, smart ass. Ask, pick any of these movies. I'm in my diary. Um, pick any movie and ask me what my real rating for it is. It's probably four from, and a half. From your ratings, I got to go look at your rating. Okay. Hang on. Like, but some of them I don't give a rating to because it wouldn't work with the reason I'm on Letterboxd, which is to, to fight you. And, mm-hmm. and Billy knows that. Mm-hmm. Billy you understands. Should really, you should really find your own reason to be on Letterboxd and not... not you uh, know what? T- taking a little chip off the evil, you off of the bile, the poison you put into the world with your... Two and a you half have star a lot of ratings. ratings. Hmm, that's interesting. You know the way you know that. Um, look at all my posters. That's the best part. But you know the way it all started. It's like when uh, when uh, who was it? Not John Stewart. Who is it that made fun of Trump? At uh, oh, it was Seth Meyers. Remember Seth Meyers made fun of Trump at a correspondence dinner, 
And like a, people say that if you watch his face when it's happening, he's really not liking it. And then Obama comes up and just he just goes off on Trump too. It's so funny, but you watch it and you just see it's like that Arthur meme, like with the tightening fist, you know. And uh, and so like when I saw your two and a half for predestination, I knew what I had to do. Not bullet mm-hmm. to the head. I wish they had facets. I really also wish Fall of the House of Usher had nailed the landing a little better. Eagles live at the Capitol Center, March 1977, five stars. Did you watch The Pigeon Tunnel, the documentary about John LeCrae? I've not seen it. It's really good. It's on Apple TV Plus, and it's desaturated. It's horribly. interesting that you do, you, you'll write reviews for a movie, but then not star rate them. Because sometimes, I mean, like in the case of, like, I, find, I got my Oppenheimer Blu ray uh-huh. because Christopher Nolan told me to get it. Uh huh. And what I say to anybody who asks me what I think of Oppenheimer, because now, as you know, I'm very good at Christopher Nolan, okay? And here's what I say. I said I saw it once in the theater, and I look forward to enjoying it, because I need to watch it two more times. Uh-huh. Do you <laughs> remember good what movie. you wrote for your review? I said, I think I said, I want to say, I don't know. Yep. So you had I and then ellipsis, don't know. That's, I think I wrote that sitting in my seat at the draft house. I no don't star know. writing. No star rating because I can't give a three. Do you have you read my bio that explains this process? I'm going to read this bio because I think I think it would be valuable to people to know. And I even put a date stamp in here with Unicode letters. Um, January thirteenth, twenty twenty three. We'll put this in show notes. Wait, are you talking about your bio on Letterboxd? How do you find this? Uh, go to my on profile. profile go to my profile. Now. Yeah, look for bio Where on the right. Is your bio on the right? At least mine is on the right. Well, no. wherever bio goes. Well, letterbox like letterbox slash merlin man yeah i'm on the page right now i'm looking right at oh it. maybe it's hidden from you oh i yeah. see well no there i've got it here well anyway what it says on mine maybe i can only see it when i'm logged in i said in order to partially offset the parsimonious and deeply inhumane ratings of john syracusa i shall henceforth only rate movies four stars to five stars my people use solely the cineast parts of the buffalo what do you think of my top four? I just changed it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's cheating when you, you know how Letterboxd has some television shows in there? I think it's cheating when you pick one of those. I wish they were all in there. It's a, it's a movie set, but they're not. So you can't do that. You think it's unfair I did Station Eleven? Yeah. What should I put there instead? Um, well, let's see what you got. You got Fargo. Pacific I had Godfather 2 there. Pacific Rim. I had Godfather 2. I had, well, the thing is, if you're, it's in the number one slot, I only put stuff in the one, number one slot that has a really good banner because that's going to be on my homepage. This is actually, if I could say, John, we should stop talking about this and talking about our mini topic because this is actually kind of weirdly, oddly adjacent to our mini topic, I think. Like, so what I do is, I was thinking about this in the shower today. I did shower and I was thinking about how I like that I, the way, I like the way that I use favorite films. So this is not meaningful unless you should just go to letterbox.com slash Merlin And my favorite films are um, Hypernormalization, Fargo, Pacific Rim, and Station Eleven. Now, here's, here's something you got to know about me. First of all, you got to know the whole reason I'm on this site is, is to offset what you're doing to the world. The, I'm, I'm like, I'm like a, uh, an intellectual carbon offset credit. I'm, and I'm it's not, not doing anything to the world. I'm oh, just, you're doing a lot. I'm just living my truth and my little corner of this website that wow. no one else needs to visit if they don't want to. And I'm speaking sure. of good posters, by the way, I mean, yeah. look at my profile page. You're not going right. to beat that as for, for like the background poster. Oh, There's not. Uh, what's as Kiki's delivery services? Uh, no, no. Go to my profile page. Is it slash Syracuse? Yeah. I mean, come on. Well, you, you, you keep <sighs> rotating your films oh, to try to beat a, that. You know what? Oh, yeah. No, are these, wait, these are my posters, though. 
That's wild. Here, oh, that, wait, you... there. You see your posters on my page? What do you? Yeah, I, all right. I, I, I think so. Well, can, I, can I send it to you? And you, send, you send me. Yeah, you send me what you see of mine. Yeah, well, well. So you don't see. You don't see my cool Japanese covers for a lot of things. Probably. I but, think I do see your ugly covers. Oh dear. Okay. This is what page looks like to me. You show me what it looks like to you. Um. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there's my mom. Oh, good. Mom got her money. Okay, that's good. No, that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm trying to show. Yeah, I see. What? I see those. What? Well, what, are you, what are you trying to say? Oh, I see your Darth Vader at the top. It looks yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's what. That's what you're talking about. You said I, I want to pick my my number one favorite based on what it shows in like the background. Like you've got I'm these not, people. I'm in, saying that's really good. But look at my hyper normalization. That's a really good top image. You got the people in the hair dryers. One of the the guy, yep. uh, the second guy from the. Left Aren't looks you curious like you? what's going on in that image a little bit? No, it's doesn't that doesn't look like you, the second person from the left. Uh, in Fargo. No, in the top and the, with the with the hairdryer on their head. Oh, oh, let me go look. I didn't know I wasn't in Russia or Syria that I remember. Oh, it looks like me crossed with Owen Wilson. No, Doesn't it just it? looks like you. If I had a broken Owen Wilson nose, it's not just a tiny bump. It's not a crooked Owen Wilson nose. Look at look at my great posters. God, I was them? watching Loki season two, and they put Owen Wilson in this lighting that super duper accentuates his weird nose in a bunch of scenes. And I was oh, like, man, really? you gotta. You got to learn how to light Owen Wilson. Seriously. Yeah, that's one of those things like the Harrison Ford scar where I think you have to deploy it thoughtfully. You don't want to yeah, like you don't, I mean, it. You, you, want it, you want people to know it's there, but you don't want it to be like the thing that they can't. But for example, I will not put anything in the top four that doesn't have an amazing poster. You picked the worst posters for movies. It's unbelievably bad. Just, that's actually, just that's factually, not, factually not true. Just like you take a beautiful whatever, poster for Fargo. The Fargo poster is the regular one, and you just like it because it's got Jeff. But you want your poster to look like something at the Cineplex in, in 1920. And I want it to just look cool. And I want people to go, huh, what's that? Because if you put up, if you put up, you know, the classic like Hildebrandt, is it Hildebrandt? Like Star Wars one, you know, mm. you put that up, everybody's going to go, oh, it's Star Wars. Uh, well, it's yeah, they'll be able to identify it by the picture, which is the mm. purpose of the picture, especially movies no, that have iconic I posters. Think it's not. You are choosing not to use the iconic poster so you can find some BS Photoshop together thing that you think is Japanese. Some BS Photoshop thing I put somebody put together that I think is Japanese. Exactly. Okay. Because you can't read Japanese. For all you know, that could just be a bunch of lines connected that means nothing. <laughs> it's just a kanji symbol for poor decision. It, no, it's not kanji anything. It's someone taking You're a kanji. brush tool and <laughs> a paint program and going up, <laughs> down, left, right, blah, blah. <laughs> Just smashing on the keyboard. It's 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 prison call and ensign accusal. Prison call and ensign choosel. All but right. It, but, yeah, but Japanese version. It's mm. nonsense. It just looks like Japanese to foreigners. My triangle of sadness is the lady barfing. I like that. Oh, my tar is very low key. I I think I understand your frustration because I understand I think how you are. But, but uh, what I think is you wrong. don't know what an ugly movie poster is. That's the main problem. I don't I don't know that. No, you have, so you I have, have, I have bad have, movie poster taste. Okay, poor, poor, poor taste, uh, poor decisions. That's right. Did you watch The Killer? Uh, I heard people talking about that. And I think aren't there like seven movies with that title? And I don't know. You have to put like the year in parentheses for me to know what you're it's talking the, about. It's the Fassbender thing on Netflix, directed by David Fincher. No, I have not watched it. 2023. Yeah, it's on my it's on my watch list. Yeah, I figured. Okay. 1989. Did you watch the Wes Anderson? Did you watch the Wes Anderson? You're not a big Wes Anderson fan, right? Yeah, I am. Oh, but I didn't did you watch, watch all the, the Netflixy ones. Like, have you watched he, any Wes, of them? Wes Anderson has gone a little bit over the edge for me, yeah. kind of like no, Radiohead did after In Rainbows. Well, then you're really not going to like this. 
I mean, I, I, I might, but no, I, no, I, just because I'm, it's I'm it's having it's in the way that I think of some. I, in some ways, I feel like, well, Steve Zissou, obviously, that was. I think that was one of the first movies Wes Anderson did where people were like, okay, pump the brakes. Like the Life know, Aquatic, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the cross section of the boat, I love the cross section of the boat. I, I love, I love all of it. I love the guy playing like Brazilian guitar versions of David Bowie songs. I love all yeah, it's of that. Like the Radiohead fans who say the Benz is their favorite Radiohead album. That's right? yeah, that's right? fine. But it's and, a for, good and I'm kind. I am the kind of that for Wes it's, Anderson. It's, where Rushmore yeah. is my favorite. Mm. Oh well, and I feel like it's such different Wes Andersons. Like. I, I was thinking about, I was walking down the hallway the other day and thinking about this. I was thinking about Wes Anderson and thinking about how like, like the stuff you like about Rushmore may not, I mean, like you can see the, the line through stuff like obviously Fantastic Mr. Fox or my personal favorite. And I think his best movie is Grand Budapest Hotel. I think that is a, a majestic movie in pretty much every way. Um, but I also, that's also one perhaps like french dispatch where it's like yeah i see i can see how this is a little much for some people but anyway yeah i i, I withdraw you know what i didn't like let's see i didn't like kane mutiny court martial that was bad i love uh the guillermo del toro how freaking finish that but it's not a good movie what else have i got here oh, there's a lot of bad movies in here <clears throat> that millie vanilli movie that was overrated yeah i can't be honest about this stuff you know that's the problem my kid loves Puss in Boots. I, I didn't like it as much. Women Talking, very good movie, five stars. Should I just go through all of these? Oh, did you ever watch Funny Pages? Nope. Okay. Mm. See, now I gave French Dispatch four and a half, which is actually the, the amount that I would give it. Oh, look at my Star Wars. My Star Wars, which one is this? This is my Rise of Skywalker poster. Do you remember when this poster came out of the X-Wing, the tiny X-Wing up against the, the giant destroyers? I remember Maybe. when this poster came out. Here, I'll sign it to you. It's difficult to, to find your posters. I guess I have to go to your film. No, no, no here, I'll, I'll just see if I can grab it and send it. Here, I'm just going to do a screen grab. I'm sorry. I know this is cheesy. It's like, God, with fandom or any of the sites where they try to like, ah, you can't download things from here. And it's like, yeah, but I have Inspect Element. So. Yeah, that's me trying to take screenshots when I'm watching my crappy UK reality shows and I just get a black screen. You don't want to know how often I download stuff that I'm watching right now on HP. Like, it's just very important to me to be able to do this screenshot of the third episode of uh, Love is One because, oh my God, what a spectacular series. I wish that that show would go on forever. And I'll download it so I can do screen grabs. Well, that's how I do screen grabs on Mastodon is I go and grab stuff and I scrub and I find the thing I want. Mm. Yeah, this uh, this Rise of Skywalker poster, like the uh, the Star Destroyer fleet that is lurking below. Yeah, that is the badness of the movie waiting to sneak up on you when you watch it. Mm. You would see the poster, you're excited to see it, but it's like, but mm. did you did you look? Did you look? Is, this the, is that the last one? Is this the one where we, he's in the virtual uh, blood desert? She has last a snake, one. Yeah, that's not a good movie. Nope, it's really not a good movie. Nope, 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 nope. Can I, can I ask you a question? Yep. Do you use Plex? I do use Plex. Do you use Apple TV? I do use Apple TV. Okay. So here's my question for you. It's, 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 really, it's really about Apple TV. Help me describe to our listeners, and you could also describe to me, that like, you know, there's icons on your Apple TV. The question I'm going to ask John is how do you decide what goes on your top row in Apple TV? Which, understandably, sounds like such a dumb question. Understandably. Because you just go, well, they're just all icons. You just click to get what you want. 
yeah, well, is this your first day? There's reasons that you might want stuff in the top row that I can think of, but there are also special things about what's in the top row, correct? I know that there are, but that's not what I use in my decision-making. Okay. Well, one thing that comes to mind is different apps treat being on the top row differently. There must be something inbuilt to every app where if you choose to, if it's in the top row, like for example, like if you go to your Apple TV and you start, you, you, any people know this unless you're, like I say, you're like dumb like my kid apparently. But like you, you're, you're scrolling around in the top row, like for example, my top row is top, It's I think it's, oh, it does five now, which I love. It's like Plex is top left because this, this all figures into it. Because if I hit the escape, you know, the up, it'll take me from wherever I am on that screen. It takes me to a boop. It takes me right to the top left. You know that, right? Because I don't have I don't have that weird TV button on like a cuck, right? Everybody should turn that off. The thing where like when you set up your Apple TV, it treats the TV button to launch the TV app to open the TV app. Yeah, now I have that set to. I use that to take me home. Yes, and then the formerly I think of it as Escape, but that arrow left button. So like if you're anywhere, like if you're down way, 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 way down by crackle or whatever, and you hit that up arrow, it'll take you to the top and top left. So to me, the, whatever the back I, button you mean, the, the button that has a less than sign on it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It, it does. It's it's an up button. I think of it like escape, but yeah. Uh, and so I'm curious what you put up there because I mean uh, the seemingly intuitive thing is well, you would want the stuff you use the most often or value the most. Originally, what I wanted to ask you is, well, like, do you benefit from the stuff that's special for being in the top row? For example, with Hulu, which is, I think, our third or fourth top row item, when you're on Hulu, it'll, it, Hulu, it'll show you, like, the, the continue watching for the last two things you've watched for whoever is currently the user on Hulu. Or it'll say, like, well, here's the thing that you like to watch. Just click to watch it now. I love that. I think Apple TV... I'm trying to remember what Apple TV shows. I know that Plex, like based on the last time that it's op- has opened, will show you like it's a continue playing screen. And then Spotify, for example, just shows you all this hot garbage. It's like the kind of garbage you see in, to be frank, Apple Music. All those lists of like, you know, cool SoundCloud rappers with hats or whatever. It's like, oh, why is that all up there? Just show me my most played records or whatever. But anyway, I was curious what you, it sounds like we might have different ways of approaching this. I put stuff in that top row because I use it a lot and I I don't love arranging things on the screen. It's gotten better than it used to be, but my screen is crowded with crap and I I wish there were more ways to kind of keep it updated. And I do like benefiting from the top row part. The question for you, John Syracuse, enough of this wallowing in, in hypocrisy. How do you decide what goes in your top row on Apple TV? So you know the stuff that's above the top row? Like we're saying, when you say the top row, you mean the top row of icons. But that's not the top of the screen. The top, the top row of, of the icons. screen is the hero image or functional clicky things for whatever app you're focal on or is selected, I guess, right? Yeah. I, so I if you selected Hulu, it'll show you Hulu stuff. I would say that I don't actually understand what determines what's at the top half of the screen. <laughs> if you, if, It could be what app is selected. Who freaking knows? Uh, but so that shows how much I care about the top half of the screen. The main thing I care about in the top half of the screen is that I don't want to be spoiled by what's in the top half of the screen. So generally, I avert my eyes from whatever <laughs> is in the top half of the screen. 
Because it might be something from a show you really like, and it's showing you one of those stupid screen grabs that shows, oh, that person got a haircut, mm-hmm. which tells me they did go on the run. Like, you know what I mean? The kind of stuff where, like, if you watch shows like right. a person and don't watch it at th- 3x speed, you might get too much information. Yep. So, I, so I'm so i not looking at that. So here I'm looking at my first row of icons, this very special top row. So you, just to be clear, you don't like, you don't like that preview-ish top hat. No. Okay. Um, I mean, I like it when sometimes it's a pretty picture, so it's decoration, right? But I don't like it to do anything else. I don't need it to show me the next episode or anything. Right, right, right. right. Um, in the top row, I'm picking apps that are essentially the ones I use most frequently. I, I was thinking the other day that, you know, what, what if I just didn't have to arrange it at all and it just did it like by frequency of use? But it wouldn't, I wouldn't, when I say frequency of use, I don't mean like, oh, whichever one you use last will be the top left, because that would be madness. Like every time you use an app, it jumped to the top left. That would make you feel almost as bad as Netflix. Right. Well, instead, what you want is something more like Siri shortcuts on the phone, not Siri shortcuts, Mm -hmm. the the Siri suggestions on the phone. Well, basically, it's not crazy to think like find on some kind of a regular basis, bubble up the five apps I'm currently using the most. Yeah. And so, and so I manually do that. Essentially. I know which apps we use most often when, you know, and I also have the settings app thrown in there as well. So quick, I know question, that we mostly, you, and I'm guessing you, you also have more than one screen to scroll down if you want to see all your, Oh screen. yeah, no, I have more than one screen, but yeah, my how top often, ones. How often do you prune that old stuff? Very little. Me too. Okay. Thank you. So, but I most, I, I can't even know what's in the top row, but I'm pretty sure it's, uh, the Apple television app, the big TV icon, yep. Netflix, uh, YouTube, surprisingly settings. Um, Amazon Whoa, you prime. keep settings in the top row. It pains me to put prime. Yeah. It pains me okay. to put prime video Ugh. in the top because it's the icon just, it's is getting so ugly. In, in, in poopified more and more every day. What a terrible yeah, experience. Lot, but I, I like a lot of the shows on that service, but the icon is terrible. You get that 3d printing show with the girl from the, uh, from the Nicholas cage movie. Nicholas cage. Yeah, a lot of good stuff on there. We have, but the icon is gross. Um, I'm pretty sure that's my top row. They added one more spot. So maybe Amazon, I'm Amazon prime video hates you. It hates you so much. No, oh, but you here's watch the this thing. Movie? Oops, At least Amazon seen. Prime has has X-Ray, which every single other streaming service should copy. Love X-Ray, no question. That should be in everything. And honestly, that feature in God was is it in Criterion? There's one that does let you watch it at different speeds, which I can't imagine personally using. Yeah, I think uh, YouTube does that. I think Netflix does it too now. But there's like an actual dongus for it where you can, you know, you wait. And again, this varies in everything. HBO, sorry, I, I call it HBO. HBO. Oh, Ma- Max, I think Max might be in the top row now too. Yeah. But Max really doesn't want to remember my preferences for closed captioning. And, yeah. and it's and it's non-standard. You have to arrow down to get to it instead of up. Okay. Yeah, so, the stream, streaming apps, like, they annoy me so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I put, I'll put links in the show notes to my... They, they break, so, my many, they break so many ideas of, like, how... Like you said, I mean, one of the things I've always enjoyed about your podcast stuff in particular is it's silly and we laugh but when you talk about stuff like a video game controller doesn't need to look pretty it needs to fit in your hands why do we like these oxo products because they're made for greasy weird human hands right and like making an app pretty and doing all that business is not always beneficial and with netflix it actually does feel hostile i I, it's just it is does feel a little hostile to me that even going to quote unquote my list there's not a place. Do you remember this coming up on you, oh, the Mac where you go like, do this thing, click, left, 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 down, down, down. Like you learn these patterns for like selecting mm-hmm, yeah, things. Yeah, no, these apps will never let you do that. Right, right, right. And I'm not saying it has to be quite that way, but I, I hope you agree. There was a time when you could arrange your windows in such a way that 
yeah, sure, it was, would then make it easier to do a quick keys macro on that. But even just for getting around, if I had to turn my key a different way to get in the house each time, that would get frustrating for me. Yeah, no, the, the keyhole would be key, the keyhole would be in a different place every single time. Yeah, exactly you know, even right. like the, even the features. What helps that they you discover new it, doors and new locks? Like people are always saying, Well, what about up next? Don't you love up next? Here's the thing with up next. Or any mm. of these things that are that are attempting to give the thing Talking that about I'm the, the Apple for. TV plus up next. Yeah, the, th- the thing I'm always begging for is like, let me just resume watching the show that I was watching previously. Right. No one right, has right, touched right. this Apple television since we last watched the last episode of For All Mankind. There's a new episode of For All Mankind that's out now. I just want to watch You know it. I love The Gilded Age. If it's Sunday night, why is that not like front and center? That new show you like is here. Click. Right. But, but it's, you know, even like just the simplest case, it's single user as far as the Apple TV is concerned. The only thing they do to it is every week they turn it on a particular night and they watch the next episode of this show. Yeah, that's the only thing that happens. No one else touches it any other time. And yet when I come back to it, how hard is it for me to resume watching the show I was watching? Way harder than it should be. And all those features, when they try to say, "Okay, we've got a new feature for you. It's called whatever. It's called up next. Here you go. Just you don't have to go dig into the show and find the episode that you're watching. Just select this icon right here and you'll resume right where you left off. (laughs) That feature doesn't work like 50 percent of the time because they'll start playing an episode and I'll realize it's playing the one I already saw. Or it's playing two episodes after the one that I yeah, had previously we, I seen. think we did talk about this not very we, long We have, ago. but like it, it's it's amazing to me that even when they're no, trying no, 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 to solve the problem, they fail because they can't figure out when I finished the previous episode. Well, and then, but then like whether it's Hulu or HBO Max or what have you, I mean, like, and I, I'm sorry, like this, this sounds like this is a real white wine, but like if we have, okay, so like we just finished, oh my God, I'm so obsessed with this show, Love is One. Um, Madeline and I are completely obsessed, and I wish it was more than three episodes. Love I was like, is what? Love has one on Love HBO. Love has one. Oh yeah, no, okay. And you know, it's it is really it's a quite extraordinary uh, documentary series um, about something that like happened like three years ago. It's mental. But anyway, I was like, sit down. You're watching this show, and she was immediately like, this is completely insane. There's no way this is all true, you know. And, and it's kind of parts of it are shot kind of Errol Morris looking, and but it's it's amazing so we watch one you watch two so you got something lurking over in apple tv plus you got something lurking in the hbo happy area but then what happens you click and like let's say we don't know if gilded age it's 602 our time 902 p.m your time you don't know if the gilded age is up next but you click you do what i would do anywhere which is like get near where i want to be so i'll click because we left off probably we watched almost all of the coming next part but there's like maybe 10 seconds left right i think this is what you're talking about in part and so i click on episode two and like so usually sometimes some sometimes usually i don't know it'll just start playing that episode two and then i think like i have that moment where i pause and i go wait a minute i know what i want to do is get up to this i want to get to this series which is uh so i'm using things we used to use my cold fusion days you know you've got return you got results you got what I would call like a detail page, right? For for every one of these things, there's like, you know, and then you can have the actual media. And like, sometimes I struggle so hard to go like, no, no, I want to get to the series, which has the season that mm. I want. Fastest way to get there is by continuing watching, let's say the Gilded Age, um, S2, E5 or whatever. And then I have to take this dumb moment where I hate myself and I go like, I know this was one way this works with Hulu and another way this works with HBO. If you think this is purely senior brain farts or white wines, what is this machine for? 
this machine is for watching TV and I, it needs to work, right? So then I, I did the thing. Now, luckily with HBO, so usually if you're watching a show and you hit menu or whatever it's called, up, you're calling it, right? Back, back. It points to the left. And we're in a left to right uh, reading uh, language. So is it English. You're saying English is like that? Yeah. Okay. Um, now, if memory serves with HBO, let's see, I start watching, I oh, we almost finished this episode. And if I hit that little up arrow thing, it'll take it's me. definitely not an up arrow. Yeah. That takes me to the, usually the season, which is fine. Like, you know, like we watched uh, the 10th Doctor and Donna episode. Oh, oh, Planet of the Ood. And like, that's, we're watching that on Apple TV, which actually handles this well. Because I bought all the seasons. No, no, you're wrong. Well, Bad. but no, so here's the, one, the thing. With, all I'm trying I to get at I, is like, well, I don't know what the up arrow does. Sometimes it takes me to here. Sometimes well, no, no, it takes no, no, me no. there. So, before you even hang an arrow, the Apple TV, I think this is the app that is my complaint. If it's not, I'm thinking of a different one. And they all kind of blend together. But the, before I navigate anywhere, sometimes the question I have is, what am I watching right now? And Apple TV, I think, is the culprit where it says, I'll never tell you. The Apple There's TV. No way Apple, for me to, sorry, no sorry, way for being, you to know what you're watching Apple right TV now. App. You're talking about the Apple TV app. Yes. Yeah, so no, like Apple TV Plus. Like you're watching a show like for all mankind, right? It's on Apple TV Plus. Which includes the Apple TV Plus service, but also is your avenue to uh, up next and continue watching for everything, but mostly. You no, know, I'm saying like the video, video is playing. For all mankind is on my screen. People are walking around. Characters are talking. Things are happening. My question is, what the hell am I watching? Is this episode two? Is it episode three? Is it episode four? And it Please feels like there's me. a risk to trying almost anything. Like right. if you and hit so pause. The, I, I think the only way to tell is to leave, is to stop the video from playing and to leave the screen and hopefully figure it out. Because I, what I would like to happen is be able to tap something and have an overlay come and say season three, episode five, colon, well, title almost like episode. on the remote for a Blu-ray. And I always forget which is which because, oh my God, the design of those menus. You want the eye, like a, an eye in a circle. Like, yeah. wouldn't it be and nice? I'm, I'm, any, well, anything. no, but follow yeah. me. You're like, you want to hit an eye button. Like, like, in the, I mean, the tip, it doesn't need to be an eye button. They can just put it on the screen, put it above the progress bar at the bottom. Well, some apps, if you gently touch the, mm -hmm. the moving area, that's right. You'll get that. Do that. And then in something like YouTube, where I usually feel more Maybe daring, pause YouTube, usually you hit pause and, and you can see it. But then a lot of them, you hit that up left escape. To go see, and then, yeah, and then the video stops playing, and you exit the video player, and you're off to a menu screen somewhere. And what if you're me? And last night, after watching this amazing new season of Fargo, woof! Oh, there's a new season of Fargo out now. I gotta make sure that's on do, the yeah. do you know who's in? I'm not gonna tell you, but do you know? No, don't tell me anything about it. I'm, okay. I'm definitely going gonna cold. watch it. Please so go on cold. I do, I do oh my god, I love that show. And of course, though, it's like every season, it's got these incredible callbacks to the film. The 90 minute film from 1996. And so I pull up the dongus, I hit the side, and I say, Fargo. And I get the little interstitial or whatever it's called with, the, of course, the first selection is the TV show Fargo on Hulu. My, my daughter has trained herself to do this, by the way. She, she does my, not. My kid loves I, nothing more than making me watch him type it in manually. <laughs> she doesn't, she doesn't, uh, she doesn't use the interface in any way because why would you? It's incredibly hostile. Ugh. She just holds the little speaker button and says, watch name of show. That's it. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think she know if that didn't work, if I taped over the microphone, I'm not sure she could operate the device. It might as well be unplugged. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just follow this one because I think it's, it's related. And I, I'm not saying this is an easy problem to solve, but these are the kind of problems you choose to solve if you create this family of devices. And in this case, Leave it very unimproved for a long time. 
my thought today, laying there and getting ready to take a nap and thinking about this was, wow, that's a really like that iPad like interface is so old school. It's just, it's weird. And you're starting to see the new direction. Remember I mentioned, you probably got it now in the, if you got the beta, you've seen the Apple TV redesign where you get that left bar. No, I don't have the beta. I don't on iOS. Okay. Well, you'll get that soon. You get, let's like iOS now. There's an, there's a little poppy over CNET left rail. <laughs> but anyway, so I say Fargo and then and, and think about these layers to this interface. And it says, okay, so I, I arrow down and I click the movie Fargo 1996. Bloop. It comes up with the screen. And of course, it's always something like, do you want to try Paramount Plus? And I'm like, oh God, don't you know I bought this? And like you scroll down and it's like da 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 and all that stuff. Well, like if I go and I start watching that, where does that left arrow take me at that point? Where should it take me? Should it take me back to that weird interstitial? Should it take me back to Apple TV? It's nice that they've got one button for all those things, but that button means diff- such different things in different places from like a mental model standpoint, you know? They have never chosen whether, they've never made the choice whether that back arrow takes you to the previous place you were or takes you down one level in the hierarchy. And they, so it's just, what, which one of those two things it will do? If you're in a tree, if you're in some kind of a structure, like should, should it take you to wherever you came from or should it take you to the bigger, higher up branch of the yeah, tree? Exactly, right? And, and the thing is, depending on where you are when you press it, sometimes it does one, sometimes it does the other. There's no way to know unless you like memorize every possible interaction. And, and they I just do pick- feel like there's resistance. I feel like I'm sitting there with the family and we're going to watch our favorite program and this shouldn't be like a big dumb deal, but I do feel like kind of an idiot trying to figure out the right way to make the show start. You know, when did we, when did we talk about this? Yeah. And, and importantly, to make sure you're watching the right episode, especially when I do full season dumps, right? Yeah. To make sure you're on the right episode. I need Mm -hmm. to, what I end up having to do is navigate to, to the season screen to see those little progress bars. So I can see, okay, we watch that one. We watch that one. We watch that one because the progress bars will all be 98% filled. Right. 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 Bailed in the Right. So I can, okay, that one, that, all right, this is definitely the next one we're on. And by the way, that screen you often also has episode numbers and titles on it. Imagine that. Uh, all of this is 100 times harder than it was with like TiVo in 2001. So that's not progress. I just posted, I posted a video from 2009 this afternoon. And of course, I noticed lots of little things about just what happened to be the, the time when my kid was a baby. And I saw that TiVo, the peanut remote on mm-hmm. our table. And I was just like, is that omnivorous? such as it was omnivorous box will never be equaled. Yep. And TiVo, TiVo made the, speaking of the hierarchy, TiVo made the choice that when yes. you go no, up and like down the hierarchy. WAP. It's like using WAP. You're just going in, you go down, you, yep. you go up, and that's, that's it. it. Even that's when it. they're, it's and even when they were late, later, even when there were shortcuts to get you to a particular destination, left arrow always took you down in the hierarchy. It did not take you to the place where you. Yeah. Like you get used, used to hitting menu or something like that. Yeah. Yep. And you know, and here's, yet, a, here's a great one. You go into to HBO and you, you want you see your list and you're scrolling down. And you're like, oh, do you want to go to the hub for DC? Do you want to look at David Zaslav's slaughterhouse of of reality shows? And it's like, no, no, no. There's something here. And I see, oh, wait a minute. Well, that looks kind of interesting. Because of course, HBO has so much stuff that's actually kind of cool. And you see, I add it to my list or whatever. as just kind of a quickie. Now it's on your list, right? Have, have you ever gone in HBO? Have you ever gone to your list? I think it's called my list. And done a long press on a select, like an S selection. Say, say you've added the Gilded Age, you know, the plus button. And you can add plus, there's a plus button for episodes, which I guess adds just the episode. And there's a plus button for seasons, whatever. But let's just say I'm all in on Carrie Coon and I click the plus button for that. And I come back later 
and you're like, oh, Gilded Age, remind me what that's about. You do a long, you don't have to do a long press on stuff that's in that row. No idea. It removes it from the list. <laughs> okay. Like, no, get my back though. Doesn't it seem intuitive? Like in YouTube, something I use constantly, I watch so much YouTube on Apple TV. Something I use constantly is going through my dumb recommendations, pausing on something or, you know, stopping on something and going, oh, cool Zach Friedman video, long press, right? Long press on uh, YouTube brings up a side rail on the right that's like, what, add, add to watch later, go uh -huh. to channel, all that kind of stuff. And so the thing you want, the what, what Jeff Veen, I think at one point called it the passionate task. The thing that I'm here for now is to watch this program, but I want to learn a little more about it. So you do a long press on something that you don't remember very well, becomes important. Long press does not give you information about it. It takes it off your list. Wait a it's minute. so easy to get back, though, so it's not a problem. It's really easy. You just use that menu escape arrow. Yeah, you just, you just hit Command-Z to undo. Shake the remote back and forth <laughs> a bunch of times like a Morocco and it'll undo your last action. <laughs> Speaking of my stuff, which app was I was using? Um, let me think of it. That's the, the problem. All these services blend together. I think it was I think it was for the Hulu app. I went to like the My Stuff whatever it does not thing. Help, it does not help that, like for example, I did a rant today. My Literally my annual rant on Back to Work where I feel very passionately about this. We we're talking about iPad. Uh, and using it with a keyboard and blah, blah. And I was like, this is, this is my time. This is that week. This is the annual time that I point you to a list on the apple.com site that shows you every key command. Well, every ma you know, major well-known key command that you can use on a Mac. For example, today, I was really surprised to learn Dan Benjamin. I said to Dan Benjamin, like, for example, you're on your Mac and you hit command shift question mark. What happens? And he's like, I don't know. And I was kind of surprised because I was like, okay, this is going to help you if you learn to use this because uh -huh. in pretty much any real app, command shift question mark puts your cursor focal in the search field where you can find any menu in all the menus, right? But I was also just going off on that whole like Emacs-ish, is it Emacs? Where it's like the, the command shift, arrow, right, left, select, grab that's whole paragraph. Not, like, that's not Emacs. Okay, but it's really, it's that amazing thing that I didn't learn until probably 2005 and now I feel like an idiot. I, I feel bad watching people who don't know those key commands. We're just talk, talking about that and the kinds of patterns that, that develop and how you use these things. And then uh, I was trying to describe that thing. And finally, I was, like, I was like, everybody, just help me out here. Open a document somewhere. Put your cursor somewhere. I'm going to repeat this here because this is really good advice. You know this, right? Your cursor is focal somewhere, right? You're somewhere, and I'm in drafts, right? with me mm -hmm. no, so i know like, all these things okay command arrow does what sorry option arrow does what that's uh one one uh, from the beginning of the word to the beginning of the next word yes option left arrow option right arrow option shift left arrow yeah shift always adds a by selection. full word right command shift left will select everything from your cursor to the beginning of the sentence or the paragraph, but also just command shift up, 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 just starts grabbing everything. I was trying so hard to explain these without using them. And that's how I feel right now. It's so difficult to not have the Apple TV in front of me because my entire experience of this thing is not talking about it or like discussing the mental model of it. But there is a huge element as somebody who really, really uses this thing. Then I got to be straight with you. I suspect that the people, it's hard for, I, I love Apple. I love the people who work there. There's this part of me that thinks like, do you use this as much as I do? 
I'm, you know, Joe Rosenstiel, get my back here. It's so hard to talk about this stuff, but when you're using it, even setting aside the stuff where like apps get a little bit crazy sometimes with stuff, just the like the basic getting around of this stuff is kind of mental. And it doesn't help that in the beta, Siri has stopped working as a way to find things when you're in a search field. You know, those, uh, the typing speed test, uh, websites where it's like, you know, they give you some words to type and you have to type them as fast as you can. It gives you a rating. Mm -hmm. Um, one, one variety of those, uh, will have the paragraph of text that you're transcribing. And if you mistype a letter, uh, it will like highlight it in red, but it won't let you continue. It'll basically say, it'll just, you know, whatever you type. So, it'll just so this like, is eh. the difference. But a lot of people say, what's your WPM, but correct CWPM is what you're really looking right. for. And so th- that t- those type of, uh, you know, speed tests. If where they account for not, what it takes to fix what yeah. you did, are well, you still well, yeah. so you can, you can that t- fast? You, can, you have a chance to retype the correct letter, but you will not make any progress. You can't just plow bravely forward. It's like in my solitaire game where if you make something, you can like undo something, but that counts as a move. Yeah. So what I think the Apple TV folks need, and I think of this all the time, speaking of the peanut remote or whatever, is they need to have like a uh, a speed test. Like, for example, comparing remote designs. Like, you know, you use the Apple TV remote and I will use a TiVo peanut remote. That's like a user test. TV. Somebody hands it to you right. and says, go, go find this show somewhere. Right. And, and, and you'll have some task that you're, you know, you, you can even review what the task is and be able to practice it a few times before we test you. So it's not like a surprise or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, we mm-hmm. want you to do X, Y, and Z. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the, the twist is that if you misfire, if you <laughs> click on the wrong thing, you cannot progress. Like this is a penalty. This, this does sound like Taskmaster. And, and you, right. And then you have, you have to go All back. The information and is on the task. <laughs> and if you, and if you did this test, the TiVo remote would crush that stupid Apple thing every time because because you the, the thing is in the real world you are punished for mistakes if you're using that stupid swipey touchpad and you're trying yeah, to get two very, icons over very unforgiving like, but like, like like long click on something to, that removes the show is my kid that's my kid does it all the time he's really good at that he does it and I'm like wait a minute did you mean to remove that from your list he's like yeah because like he has no problem learning these new things that little remote and the way it works and yes I know you can enable t- disable touchpad and yes I know you can use the directional oh, arrows such as they are for a half hour three times yeah but, and but it's, it's really like, bad it's so clear that the interface is not good for that either it's really bad for it's that it's just yeah. it's so punishing of mistakes and it's so hard to use quickly and confidently that's why people end up using the voice because trying to use that remote to navigate that interface is just punishing it's it's unforgiving improvement. it doesn't it doesn't feel good hulu used to have that terrible horizontal menu because like scrolling horizontally, yeah. Is did you see the that? Hulu, like, remember when they did Hulu was so some graphic designer was super into the idea that a line over the top of an item means it's it's the one that has focus. Remember when uh, they did that? A line on I, the I mean, top. Like, you know what? Here's a, here's a good tip, and I, this is probably I'll, I would not be surprised to learn that in medium, at least well, probably in every level of user experience training, I feel like there's a thing that everybody should do, which is you say like let's take an example of. Uh, you've got your little lozenges, your icons on uh, Apple TV in particular. And what John, I think, is describing is as you arrow around or touch around, something changes about the icon to let you know that that's the icon you're about to do something with or the one that's that's selected. And here's what I find maddening about this. And this, this drives me crazy in automobiles and their interfaces. Like, it drives me crazy in apps. But like, okay, here's the real test is not can you tell which one of these icons you selected? The real test is have somebody else come in and look at it 
and say which icon is selected. Mm -hmm. Because like there's this, I, I think what I'm, ultimately the point I'm trying to make is there is, you should never rely on contrast, proximity, any of those things, or like even like where you are in the rows as you go down. Temporal differences is what Hulu used to re rely on because you would have to have known that you were previously one item up and you pressed down once. So the one that's selected right. is the one that's right, right. one below the previous one. Because but that, the, that just, bloop, bloop, bloop on TiVo just gets in your bones. Well, but, but the thing is, visually, it was always clear what was selected because it was like a row that was highlighted in a different color. Like, yes. But I know that the point is that Hulu isn't like this anymore. For people who don't know the old Hulu app, picture a black screen with white sans serif text with words on top of each other. Mm. We'd just say, let's do cards. Let's make big cards. Look how beautiful the image is. But no, no, it was just it was literally black sans serif text on a white screen, and it would say like you know it would just have words. It would say first, second, third, fourth, like spelled out vertically stacked. The word first underneath it, the word second underneath, the word third underneath, the word fourth. And what <laughs> they used for selection state was a white line drawn oh. on top of the selected row. So, so when is you that, is that, for, the app, is that for this one or is that for that one? When you launch the app, the line would be over the word first. And you can be right, like, okay, is that, is I that can like tell. a horizontal rule under something, or is that like a style? No, it's just a, it's a horizontal line, just a straight horizontal white line above the word first. And if you hit the down arrow, now the horizontal line would be between the word first and second. And you just had to know <laughs> that the one that was selected was second, not first, which is now underlined. But again, but that, that's what we're both getting at is this like you shouldn't need um, context or. Um, but like, you knowledge. shouldn't have to, and, and you know what you should never have to do? God, I know we talked about this a few months ago. You should never have to arrow up or down to know where you are, which sounds crazy, but you so often need to see something change on screen to know where you are. And with, with that white line, arrowing up and down wouldn't help you until you got to the type item to really confirm that, okay, it's a line on the top. <laughs> you got to learn the system. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they spent years like that. I think eventually they made the font bigger of the one that was selected. But what they've done now, guess what? They draw a box around the one that's selected. Mm -hmm. Oh, now I can tell which one's selected. It's the one with the box around oh, so it. I don't need box. any. You're talking about the rectangle's got a box now? That's handy. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, like, it's ugly, but like, it's it's always clear. Now, if you think of the words first, second, third, fourth, just look for the one that has the white box around the the word and that's the one that's selected i mean i i feel like this is uh not hate that word that we use rant but this is a, a point of yours i think you've made a lot of time which is like like how much more would it cost to just make make that selection so i don't want it to like invert the colors or something but like anybody who doesn't know what a tv is should be able to walk in the room and go which one of these is a thing i'm about to do something with it, it kind of missed like the web not even web 2.0 but the web 1.0 days where there'd be a little bit mapped hand with a finger pointing out of it they would be pointing yeah. to the one that's selected and it would be moving yeah. back and forth you know can i please can i please set my own on mouse over yeah <laughs> Remember when they used to do that? You'd mouse over it and the little hand oh, icon would, would you remember move you back and the forth. Mickey Mouse hand? <laughs> yeah, but it would, it would like move back and forth saying, this one, this one, That used to be one, such a thing on, one. I want to say on fandom, where like it would make a wizard's wand for Harry yeah. Potter. And it was so lame. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you can't find the insertion point, a wizard did it. <laughs>